Welcome back to Real Talk About Feminism Besties. We are so excited you're here. Thank you so much for listening. We are joined by Holly Warnick today. She's a behavioral kinesiologist. She's a mother. She's co-written a couple of books. She hosts her own podcast and she's so much more than that, but we're really excited to talk with her today. Yeah, we had a really great conversation. Um, Just a trigger warning before we get into the episode. Um, We do touch on sexual assault, self-harm, substance abuse, and we do have a conversation about religion and leaving organized religion. So if any of that is triggering to you, then probably don't listen to this episode, but it's a really great episode and you do not want to miss it. So definitely tune in. Throughout the episode, we talk about the journey to discovering feminism. Um, We talked about leaving organized religion and Holly's journey with that. And also we talked about the power of collaboration between women. We talked about so much more, but that's just a little sneak peek for you guys to definitely listen because it's a great episode. She also does have a gift for all of our listeners. So be sure to subscribe to our email newsletter because we're going to be sending that out in the newsletter. We'll put the link in the show notes. So it's really easy for you guys to subscribe to the newsletter. And again, that's only once a week, every Sunday, we will not spam you. So with that being said, we're going to get into the episode. Enjoy our interview with Holly. Welcome to the podcast, Holly. We're so excited to have you. Yes, I'm excited to be here. This is like kismet, beautiful. Excited to ladies. And when I hear your podcast, it feels like I'm hanging out with you, but it's like not real. So now it is real. And I like that. <laughs> I know. We got to see each other last week. Was it last week or two weeks ago? Week yes, two weeks okay. ago. Yeah. The, my husband was just asking me, he's like, how long were we, when were we there? I'm like, it was like two weeks ago. Somehow that recently time flies, but we're so excited to have you on. You have your own podcast, you're a business owner, you have so much going on. So, do you want to introduce yourself to our listeners and then just like, I don't know, share like some cool things about yourself because you're amazing? Oh, that's nice of you. Okay, I'll introduce myself. Amazing, maybe, um, maybe not, but we'll see what happens, what comes up. So yes, I'm Holly Warnick. I am a behavioral kinesiologist. I have a podcast. I have two journal books out, plus I am a co-author in another book. I'm co-authoring in another book right now, and my chapter's due on like Tuesday. <laughs> um, I am illustrating for my friend's uh kids book about choices and so just like lots of things my favorite work though is the behavioral kinesiology I do so that is for mental health it's an alternative therapy using applied kinesiology behavioral health concepts and energy work and I've been doing that for over 20 years (laughs) when I was young uh 15 I was like I need some therapy that needs to happen in my life so I jumped on that train and the person that I worked with was using this tool, this behavioral kinesiology. So I've just kept on with it and it's the reason I'm still alive. I'm still married. I have a business and many other things that I have the four kids that I have, that I have the home I have probably. It's really kept me uh, okay and even better than okay, you know, like thriving. And when I do get dark or go dark, whatever you want to say, it helps me pull out of that. So that's by far my favorite work. I do energy work. Um, 
I do all sorts of weird things now, like drumming and um, like sound bowls. And you know what? When we met up in St. George, I was also doing this women's group where my friend is doing a film to bring awareness to sexual trauma. And after we did a little bit of the filming and dancing, we got to do a drum circle and there was a healing. And so like there's so many things that I'm into. Um, I share a lot of it on my podcast and I'm really into journaling. (laughs) So that's that's what my book is about. I'm like, there it is. I, of course, have it with me, but it's the Hollywood Journal. And that one has journal prompts for people to get deeper with their um, journaling. So they get to know themselves more, get to go deeper with journaling. And then the other one I love that I put out is the Dream Journey Journal, where you record your dreams and, and or visions, whatever you're getting your visions, meditations, whatever kind of journeys you do, and logging that and finding healing through those visualizations that you do. So that was kind of a lot, but poof, there's some things. Let's jump in with whatever else we want to get to. Does that sound good? Yes. yes. No, that's awesome. I have so much I want to say. Yeah. For one, I want to okay. just like harp on the fact that you also do have four kids and yeah. you're an amazing mom. Like you're balancing Maybe. all of this <laughs> with four young kids. Like it's so impressive to me. It's rough sometimes. Um, that's why I'm closet. You- For anybody who gets to view this, like closet <laughs> studio. Yep. Yes. <laughs> no, you really do like make it look effortless though, at least oh, yeah. to me. <laughs> you do. Thank you. I know. You guys are making it look good over there too. I'm like, oh, real studio with like real microphones and <laughs> some like super nerd headphones. I mean, I use my microphone when it's just me, but I guess I should apply it here too. So thanks for being inspiring, ladies. <laughs> no, you look great. Yeah. yeah you if, if you guys are listening to the audio version, go to YouTube because we are, we do have the the video podcast and then you can see our beautiful faces. Girls are gorgeous. And you can see my closet. <laughs> Who doesn't want to see that? Just kidding. Can we talk a little bit about that women's event that you went to in St. George? Yes. My friend Wendy Bunnell did this film where she is bringing to light her history slightly. It's just kind of a, a visual story that she does in what's the word she narrates over it where she discusses a little bit touches on sexual trauma that she experienced at age 15 and age 17 and the healing that she's gotten from that which actually includes um, drumming so she tried a lot of different therapies and I'm sure all of them helped and combined in her healing but she had this special connection with drumming so when I went out there um, I got to go with some of the family it was really fun and they and I each had our own kind of special moment where we got to do healing this the scene that she was filming was where she meets up with her younger self there's an actress playing her younger self and her current self walks up to this younger self and just looks into her eyes and you know acknowledges her holds her celebrates her and it's all like it's just music and we're watching this and I'm like oh I'm gonna cry and I'm like oh my gosh I didn't know I was gonna get this much from this because I go and I'm like we're waiting on the rocks and it's hot and I'm like are we gonna dance what are we gonna do like oh is there gonna be a speaker and I look over and the people that came with me are like in tears as well like just everyone's having a moment of like oh my gosh like it's so moving and powerful to recognize yourself to 
honor to maybe cuddle yourself sometimes in the past. Like you didn't know any better or no one was there for you or I've got you now. Like I'm strong enough now. And so it was such a beautiful moment to see that and to kind of recognize that I have been able to do that in my life. And also um, that's some of the work that I get to do with people. So every, and you can visualize that yourself. You don't necessarily have to have someone you get to go hug, which she did for this film, which is beautiful. Um, okay. And then after that, we did some fun dancing where they had one of those, you know, helicopter cameras. Cause I can't think of the right word Ooh. flying over us. It's not a helicopter. <laughs> Was it the word? My drone. A drone. Yep. A drone <laughs> flew over us and around us. I'm really high tech. Uh, so, you know, we're like raising arms and our hands and we're like, you know, kind of swaying together. It was pretty magical to be, it was all women as, you know, as far as I could tell. And so we're all just celebrating that and kind of bring in awareness to that. So after we filmed those, we then did this drum circle, which is where a quarter of us, half of us were standing in the middle uh, in a circle. And then there was another circle outside that. And we all took drums and just like did drums up and down their bodies as we walked around in a circle. And um, the gal in the middle who was running it like saged people and did Palo Santo. So I've been in ceremonies with that, like drum vibration is so moving sometimes. And on top of that, like the togetherness that we had as women and the acknowledgement of some of our experiences, women's as women's as women was really nice. Cause I mean, I know you guys can speak to sexual trauma. Like I've had my experiences with that. That's probably why I started therapy. Um, it was nice to have that acknowledged in a group setting and know that she's going to make a difference in the world. And me being like a side scene, maybe even not, but like being there was a support to that. I love that. I think um, like the energy that you're describing there and like being around other women who have had similar experiences and just like fully embracing it and being supported by other women I know how that feels like when I did the march in Rexburg, everyone's gathering together and like, you know, we're, we were all sharing our experiences. Like we were all talking about it openly. So, I mean, oh, wow. I don't know That's if you guys were doing that. No, yeah, not that. <laughs> but like in either way, like just being around other women who, you know, have been through the same thing, or even if they haven't, you know, that nobody's going to do anything but love in this mm-hmm. environment. And so I, I think it, it sounds very similar to that energy. And I love that. It was beautiful. And then it was like, um, I think the biggest moon of the year that night. So it was just like, once that rose, we were all in awe of the beauty and, you know, having had all these kind of healings and togetherness before that, it was pretty magical. So like, say whatever you want about hokiness, but it, there was something magic there, regardless of your beliefs. <laughs> it was really cool. Yeah, I mean, energy is tangible. Like, yeah. You feel that way for a reason. I think it's really cool. I like it, man. I'm all about acknowledging energy. And, you know, it's really everybody's energy is different and what they resonate with is different. So for me, it's fun to play and to be like, okay, do I like drums? Yeah, I do. Okay, do I like crystals? Like, uh, you know, they're cool. I mean, I got one right here. <laughs> but it's just fun to play in the energy and see what is healing for you. And it's fun to see what's healing for others. So on my podcast, I, for one episode, I'm like, I'm just going to play my drama in the beginning. And I just like played it a few beats, like do, 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 do. And all my intention is like, this is helpful. This whole episode is just good for people and it helps them heal on whatever level. However, I had a client text me like, Hey, that drumming you did was like 
it just resonated in my body. And I'm like, I was just like being a nerd, just banging on the drum. But I'm so glad that that was helpful for you. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah, I think that that's really interesting. And something that's so cool about like embracing different types of spirituality, embracing different energies, because it's so different for everyone. And it's not just one thing and this is how it is and this is what you do every day. This is your routine. Like it's different for everyone and that's so cool. Right. And it's important that it's not always the same. Like we should be growing and playing with our spirituality, I guess, in your terms. (laughs) Um, But like we should be changing and growing and figuring out different beliefs that we find 10, 20 years later. You know, it shouldn't always be the same. I love that, which actually is going to segue me into talking about my experience growing up, which was um, pretty religious, like uh, maybe strict, you could say, maybe not. Um, I tried following the rules and that was a little rough for me (laughs) sometimes, may have had authority problems, I don't know. Um, So that, I I grew up in a very structured Christian religion and um, getting older, I finally was like, so many things weren't quite working that I was finally could be able to say enough is enough. I don't think I'm going to do this anymore. At least I'm not going to do it this way. And maybe I am going to believe in something different and kind of shift my viewpoint and open up. And when I was able to do that, I was able to see this patriarchy deal. I was able to see um, feminism in a new light. So I kind of, this is so, it it feels embarrassing, but like maybe there's listeners out there that are like timid and maybe feel this way. But I grew up thinking like feminism was a bad word. Like I was super, I was raised conservative and it was like, okay, you know, and I didn't realize how much of a a man's world it was for me. I was just like, yeah, guns. Yeah. um, You know, (laughs) man first. I don't know. It's like, sure, you can like open my door, I guess, and everything, but um, I'll make sure that you have whatever you need first, and I'm just going to follow all these rules. So I took a lot of those rules and um, tried to implement it to my life. And again, everybody has a different energy and it doesn't necessarily work for everybody else. So I've finally let go of a lot of things. I was really like holding on like the last grips of a lot of these things in order to maybe try to do it right. And I feel like that's a way that we hand our authority out to either an entity or a person. And for me, I've done a little bit of both. Um, An entity can be like a church or a work group or the government or um, a culture or whatever. And I was like, you know, I think I can just try out my own things. I can like try out a new haircut. I can try out these piercings. And because I grew up thinking I listened to a prophet that was like no piercings. And I'm like, oh, okay. I don't understand, but I guess you know something I don't. So I'll just go ahead and not do that. And um, same with tattoos for me. I love tattoos, but I was just like, okay, I better not get any more tattoos. I'll just hold off. Um, I won't dye my hair crazy colors. I won't just be eccentric. I'll just kind of fit the norm. And um, I did that for years and I it stopped working. So, so recently, God, whoever you want to say, is like, get your nose pierced, get your nose pierced, get your nose pierced. And I'm like, no, no, no. God wouldn't say that to me. But I finally did. I mean, he can say it to other people, but like, I don't know. I don't know. I love that you guys, you guys inspired me that you got your nose pierced, <laughs> that you didn't let those kinds of, I don't know, whatever it is, stop you. You did what worked for you and you are standing behind that. So um, I like to kind of maybe practice what I preach. So I don't know, here I am trying to just see what works. And um, 
Yeah. And so I love listening to your podcast, getting to know feminism more because I thought it might've been some complaining women. And I'm like, well, I don't need those things that they're saying. I have equality, but when you're in it, when you're in this patriarchy, when you're in, mm, I don't want to be like offensive, but for me, when I was stuck in some really rigid beliefs that I didn't, I felt like I was trying to be so righteous that I shouldn't, I couldn't get out of them. I just couldn't see things as they were. And so it's been really nice to step outside of that and embrace more ideas and be more open, which is actually a lot more of who I am. I'm not about exclusion or determining how other people should live their lives so much. It's, yeah. And so I love what you guys bring to the table. You're educating me and I'm so thankful to be on this podcast with you. So I think it's something that should be talked about more because we grew up in the same religion. So like I, at least I won't speak for Haley, but like I can relate to that on many levels because I remember growing up and going to church and hearing every Sunday, uh, the men have this and the women just stand by and support. And that's our role is just Mm -hmm. to support the men. Like we don't wear certain clothes to protect Mm -hmm. the men so that they don't have bad thoughts and like things like that. And it's like, like you said, when you're in it and like you're growing up and you're like trying to figure out a million different things and then this is what's being taught to you. It is really interesting to like try and find your journey with feminism, like growing up. Mm -hmm. So yeah, Yeah. again, like I won't speak for Haley, but like that is just something as you were talking, like came to me, like we weren't really taught that when we were like 10, 11, 12 years old and even younger, like, Oh, I remember my mom, we, we'd go to um, Rocky Point, so down in Mexico every year with our ward, like the church members. And she says to me one summer, are you going to wear a bikini? And I said, yeah, I am. And like already like, whoa, 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 like what an immodest piece of clothing um, or barely a piece of clothing to some people. And she says to me, well, what if like the, the other dads, like what if some of them are checking you out? And I said, if they're not, if they're not checking me out, they're going to be checking out like the next girl over. So like, it's not up to me, but I, I mean, by then I was like later in high school. So I kind of had a sense of my own. I mean, maybe it was like 18 even, I don't know. And, um, she was kind of like, Oh, okay. But I would get questions like that and be told that it was my responsibility to dress properly so that I, so that men would stay out of trouble. And I'm just like, those fools get in trouble, whatever. Like, it's not my yeah. Um, I remember watching a video in uh, a young women's group where, gosh, it was like, it was set in, I don't know, like the early or the late 1800s, just dresses with the, the neckline up to the chin. And um, one girl didn't wear that. She went to a church dance and on the way home, she almost got raped. This is the video that I was shown by some like women at that time. Because oh it must have been in that belief system too. It seriously makes me right. want to cry because um, I've heard women say uh, she was wearing that. Well, she deserves to be raped. And it makes me want to cry because I'm just like, nobody deserves to experience that. Just like, I mean, other ignorant comments like, well, that person deserves to, you know, get shot or like die. Like that is horrible. <laughs> and um, to hear women who, to hear women that I trust and was friends with say that was like really baffling to me. I didn't know what to say and how to re-empower the situation maybe. So I am glad to that there are women like you too that can help bring light to these situations and say, you know what? It doesn't matter um, what you're wearing. You don't deserve to be 
traumatized, mistreated, abused in any way. Like it shouldn't matter what you're wearing and and everything else. Like your looks shouldn't determine the uh, being attacked or not. Like anyway, <laughs> I could go off. I think that's really important. I think um, like growing up really religious, the modesty thing, you know, that's its whole other issue. But like there are certain things looking back that just with organized religion in general, it is extremely patriarchal. And so growing up in that kind of culture, and then um, the reason why I started the podcast last year was because I was in Rexburg and everyone was thinking the same. And, you know, you've been in Rexburg. It's like kind of its own breed. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's it's interesting. So like, it's just... um, And I was talking to mom and dad about this the other day. Like I was like, Rexburg is just like, so like it's on steroids, like the members of the church there and Mm -hmm. it's such a bubble. And so that's why I started it because I was like, there are no differing opinions. You can't Mm -hmm. think differently. You, if you are wearing a crop top or you're wearing shorts above your knees, like you can't do that on campus. Like, you know, it's really when I went there, is it, was it still that when you were there? No flip flops? Um, no, no shorts. You could, you could wear sandals. No shorts. <gasps> okay. Um, no flip flops, but you could wear like Birkenstocks. Um, oh, lucky. <laughs> but you, yeah, you just couldn't wear sandals or uh, flip flops. But yeah, so like just growing up in that, growing up in like a really patriarchal society, it is rough, mm-hmm. and it is. It's interesting once you're out of like a bubble, whether it's like in a really small town or like in a political bubble growing up a specific way, like it's really interesting to find yourself. And I know that's where I am right now trying to figure out what I believe, who I am. And when I decided once I moved back here and I was out of Rexburg and I stopped going to church, attending that specific church, it was really hard for me at first because that's what my life was. And it's so hard because you're like, I mean, I don't like, I love people who are in the church. Like I love my family and, you know, and I don't want to be like the one going astray, but also like, I don't necessarily feel that way anymore or certain aspects I don't necessarily believe in. And so it's just a really interesting journey. And it's just, it's just crazy to me. Like it's, it's so hard, but it's really amazing because you discover new things every day. Yeah. And I like, beautiful. Yeah. sorry. I like with your podcast, how you are very, you're not, um, what is the wording I'm looking for? You're very open in describing like everybody has their own spirituality. And just because you are religious doesn't mean you're spiritual and vice versa. Like you don't have to attend a certain church in order to be spiritual in your own way. And so I'm kind of with Haley, like I'm at the point in my life where I'm figuring out like, do I want to go to a church? I want to have a spiritual influence in my life, but like, what does that look like for me? And so I found a lot of guidance in your podcasts and your books with finding that. (laughs) It's a playful spiritual fix. That's what I'm hoping for because I was really fortunate that, um, grew up with like a very, um, let's see, pioneer family, historically Mormon family on my dad's side. My mom's side was converts and my mom was maybe due to mental health, just didn't attend church that much. So I had like some wiggle room. Like I still had a lot of guilt if I wasn't doing what I thought maybe my dad would approve of because I strove really hard for that. Um, 
But there was some wiggle room like, well, mom doesn't go to church every Sunday. Well, mom doesn't necessarily wear her garments every 24-7. Sorry, maybe that I didn't mean to be saying rude things. But um, there was wiggle room. Like maybe she let a swear slip out and she only had two kids and, you know, this, that, or the other. So like, bless my mother for that. (laughs) There was some wiggle room for me to like grow my spirituality. She's the one that helped me get into therapy. She was seeing um, the man who ended up teaching me the behavioral kinesiology that I do. So I got to get in when I was 15 and it was funny. So the story, I'll make it short, is I'm at school. It's my birthday. I get the balloons because back in when I went to high school, it was like, you got balloons on your backpack? Like, is that a thing? So cool. Unless, like, you have to have tons, though. I don't know if I had enough. Who knows? So I get home from school. My mom's like, what do you want to do for your birthday? And I'm like, I want to go to therapy. (laughs) And that's when it started. I was like, I'm 15 and I need some some real hard therapy. So uh, life gets tough and church was good. It was not cutting it for me, I guess, because um, I I saw other outlets, other ways to numb out. Um, I... I mean, I guess I'll be candid. Like I was cutting, I was using drugs and alcohol and, um, you know, at least I was being irresponsible with all these things. And I mean, I I ended up in jail for a night, like all sorts of things because I'm rebelling against something that like does not fit me. And I'm striving to be someone who I'm not. I think that was the major key. Um, uh, actually, you know what? There was a lot of trauma. <laughs> I, I experienced some trauma and uh, also combination with pretending, not pretending, but just like really striving to be someone who I wasn't. So when I see people come out and I think especially like the LBGTQ plus, I'm so proud of them because like I, it makes me want to cry because I'm like, it's such freedom to be who you actually are, not who you think everyone else will accept because then you kind of like, I felt that I was like dying inside as I'm trying to just be who people wanted to be. And, um, you know, my inspiration, and it's funny, I was talking to my dad the other day. He's like, people say that he says that people say they get inspired by all sorts of things and was kind of mocking it a little bit in my opinion. And I'm just thinking, I can inspire to do all sorts of things. And maybe that's from God. Maybe it's from like my inner heart, but like, I'm going to try them out. And if it's the wrong thing, look, I'll just turn around and like find a new pathway. But I'm going to go ahead and listen to myself when I say like shave half my hair off. I'm going to listen to myself finally when I say get an extra piercing and, you know, get these tattoos. Because for some reason, that's an expression of who I am. And I feel like God really just wants each of us to be who we are and let others be who they are, accepting and loving that from them. So anyway, a little lesson there. I didn't mean to get all preachy, but I did. (laughs) No, I love that. I think um, one of the things that I have loved in the past year is also just like discovering who I am and realizing that in my opinion, if I get a piercing or if I drink green tea or if you drink your coffee every morning, like you're not going to go to hell. You're not going to not go to hell. Like if you believe in that, you know, like it's not going to be the end all for you. Mm -hmm. And as long as you are striving to be a good person. And I think I agree with you. I think that God just wants us to be happy and whatever that looks like for you, that's what's important. And so I think that's really, I think that's awesome. Oh, message of the day. <laughs> God loves you. Be yourself. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, I love it. so when you started therapy, you said you were 15. Mm-hmm. Did that, was that like the beginning of what you consider your personal spiritual journey? And like, when did you start to find like your feminism beliefs? 
Oh, um, let's see. So spiritual journey, I think I've just, it's always like, I'm always focused on spirituality and, you know, for up to age 15 or maybe a little before that, it was like, okay, I'm working this church thing. And, but for me, it was such a, pers- a personal experience with God. Like I remember being like, dear Jesus, could you just hug me right now? And I really felt like Jesus did hug me. I think I was like 10 to 12. I, I remember which house I lived in. Mm-hmm. So it was like a 10 to 12. Um <laughs> So to me, spirituality has always been huge. And as I grew up, I'm like (laughs) putting things on a shelf from my religion. Like, well, that doesn't make sense that I can't get piercings. I don't know why. I'll just follow the prophet. And, um, and, you know, some things are really great that prophets say and so forth. Anyway, so I'm putting lots of things on the shelf and it really, I don't, it just breaks after a long time. You put a ton of things on there. So spirituality always been going and getting wider, louder, and larger in my life where religion was kind of shrinking and it's just slowly been shrinking. And I, I was really worried about having a foundation for my kids, something for them to be learning spirituality from. And I was worried that I wasn't going to be enough. Like I couldn't teach them that by my thoughts, deeds, well, not my thoughts necessarily, but by my deeds and actions, I was thinking I'm not enough to show them how to, um, not necessarily be good people, but to feel that there is a higher power that loves them unconditionally. Cause like, I'm, you know, I guess bless my soul, but I'm a kind of a conditional person. Like I, I try to not be right, but I'm saying like, go clean your room. If you don't clean your room, you can't come out. Like, what does that tell your kid? I don't want you around unless your room is clean. Who knows what messages I'm giving my sweet children. But, um, so I really was concerned about that and so tried to force myself back to church. My husband stopped going years ago and I was like trying to not be a martyr about it. But in my religion, it was like, oh, you got to, um, you know, even if your spouse doesn't go, just like we'll help you and like bring your kids and we feel bad for you. And after all, I was like, don't feel bad for me. Like, no, yeah. it's just it is what it no is. Pity. <laughs> yeah. And I honestly, I think COVID was kind of like the excuse to finally be like, you know what? I don't have to go. I don't have to go <laughs> and um, really haven't been back since. So that is uh, interesting. I kind of kept that to myself for a long time because I was worried about it. And so, okay, I think once I really let go of going to my one specific religion, that's when I could see patriarchy and that's when I could allow feminism to like blossom. And I'm like, why didn't I think of this sooner? <laughs> like, why? <laughs> um because there's such magic. I, I have um, my friend, another writer, She's wrote, she actually wrote a book for uh, people who are in the LDS church. It's called The High Priestess, A Wolf in the Lion's Den. It's a really, I think, good read. And so um, that's for people who are still in the LDS church. She's a convert and she's talking about women and the priesthood there. And uh, some other, some factoids from her book, I guess, is she's talking about how scientifically things have always been measured from probably white, but from a male perspective, that um, how we measure autism, how we measure violence, how we measure like all these different categories is, has in the past been measured around men. So that's who like the test subject studies is. So how soon did we recognize autism in women? Like what, what does that look like for kind of these different genders? And I feel like everyone's kind of on a spectrum, right? I mean, in, in all ways. So gender, autism, whatever. That's just my opinion. But uh, she's voicing that 
like we as women can stand up strong. We can come together and bring our, our ideas together. We can be leaders. And I mean, to some degree, I wasn't raised to think, yes, you'll be doing major leadership in this church. Whereas now I feel like I can get inspiration and share it with a person. Um, and before it might've been, I need to get inspiration from a, a man, a prophet, someone else. And I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with that. I'm just saying I now allow myself to have inspiration and to trust it, even if it's, you know, things that didn't match, don't match the things I believed. Before. Um, I think it's really important that you're touching on the fact that feminism is a journey. It's a sliding scale. It's, mm-hmm. you're constantly learning more and it is interesting to think about the fact that like a lot of times there's so many negative connotations with feminism. And I think sadly there, there is a lot. It's like, um, the stereotypical burning bra doesn't shave like woman who's just like crazy and wants to yell at everything. But that's not how it is. It's, it's really just like women uniting together, being themselves, supporting each other And so I just love that you're talking about that because it is a sliding scale and we might feel one way at some point and then we might feel another way as we learn more, but it's a journey. And so I love that. I like that. That feels again, inclusive. Like there's room for everyone, like wherever your belief is, like come and join us anyways, share your thoughts. We want to hear your opinions. You know, I do try to get involved with my community and um, be another voice and also bring some education home to my family. And um, I love that they're like, please bring us your dissenting opinions. Like if your friends don't agree with the things we're doing here, please invite them to come so that we can hear their voices. And, um, I think that needs to be done with kind of the different genders in all areas, in the workplace, in the home, in uh, society, in the government. And so there's just, yes, women have a lot to add to the world. And it's finally time for us to do that. Um, We're into the feminine age, you know, and I was so kind of stuck in men got it. That's they're good at that. That's what they do. A lot of these beliefs that I just couldn't see my value in these situations, which is a little bit sad, but it's okay. Here I am now. (laughs) You're not the only woman who's felt that way. (laughs) We've all felt that way. So come join women. Share your voice. (laughs) You work with a lot of women and collaborate with a lot of women. Can you speak a little more on that? Yes, I am part of a mastermind that is completely women at this time. And we... (sighs) I feel like we're listening to each other. We're not necessarily talking over each other. And yes, that can happen in any group, whatever your gender. Um, But I think knowing there's some safety there, actually. So I feel like women banding together gets to be a little bit safer than it was in the past. And I'm sure that... um, things are moving till we get to be safe with whoever we're around. I mean, I hope that's my hope. That's my goal for life. Um, but in this group, it's, there's a feminine energy, there's a flow, there's the, all those aspects of femininity that get to be so present and they don't get talked down to, they don't get dismissed. They don't get poo-pooed on like, oh, you're hysteria, you know, like that old word, or, oh, she's PMSing. Like nobody's saying that to anybody. It's like, as a woman, we're kind of meant to do this up and down roller coaster to some degree. Right. And 
we're there for it. We are transmuting. I think as women, we're transmuting energy for the world, for the, for what's going on. I think, um, stereotypically kind of the male gender is it's like kind of box it up and, and put it here. And it's just kind of straightforward with a woman. We're just like, we're, it's a ride. It's a wild ride. Sometimes it's fiery. Sometimes it's ice cold and it can change moment to moment. It can go through a phase for, um, a month, you know? And I feel like that kind of ties us to the moon. But anyway, that was a a random thing. So uh, with these women, the collaboration is strong. It's not so oriented around tasks getting completed in a certain specific way. There's, again, a lot of leeway given flow, and yet there's this compassion for each other and this a little bit of cheerleading for each other. It's like, yeah, you go, girl. I see you. An acknowledgement that like you're going through something tough and or you're doing something amazing in the world and I'm going to support you in any way that I can. And we really give each other grace. So it's not like, ah, deadlines, you didn't meet up. Ah. <laughs> it's, it's more like, okay, um, I see you. I recognize where you're at and I trust you anyway, you know? I know that you're going to pull through with this. Um, I'm trying to think of any other points I want to hit on. I, I, it's just a contrast to being in an all male. So when I went to college, I studied biology. I was planning on maybe becoming a doctor because in my mind, it was important to make a lot of money. And I knew baby boomers were coming around and that I could make a lot of money in the healthcare field. And that was my drive because I guess I didn't trust that anybody else was going to take care of me because that was maybe my experience. <laughs> so um, I was really rigid. All the classes that I went to were mostly men. And um, I think I maybe was treated a little differently, maybe dismissed a little bit and uh, looked over. And I don't think it was on purpose at all. And I just took it like, yeah, of course, like, I'll just be quiet over here. I'll sit to the side no big deal. But in this group of women, it's like everyone gets acknowledged. And you know how like in your friend group, if someone's quiet, you're like, I see you. What's going on? I yes, know something, you have something you want for to you. say. <laughs> mm-hmm. You're being quiet, but that's not how you always are. Like, tell us what's going on. There's, um, I think women are really nurturing and inclusive. And so it's almost like you can't get away with trying to hide in a good way, you know? <laughs> Like, oh, let's come in and, and we'll share with you. I haven't seen anything catty. I think that women are communicative and want to work things out. Um, Not that men don't necessarily want that either. We just kind of do it differently. It's been really fun to be in this all women's group. So I love love that you brought up how like women are more cyclical and men are like a man's world is like kind of straight because we did an episode on this with from Love Your Moon Cycle. And she's talked about the difference between feminine energy and masculine energy and how Mm -hmm. feminine energy is much more like creative and free flowing. And masculine energy is way more like organized, rigid. This is the way it is. Kind of boxed in. And Mm -hmm. so it is interesting that like, as you're working with all women, you're seeing this play out. And it just sounds so nice. Like that's the way it should be. (laughs) It truly is. I think that's what's beautiful on your podcast is that you have that synergy with each other. There's an ebb and flow with each other that really complements each thing. 
and again, that can be seen other places, but like there's something special about women coming together and sharing their voices. I think that was missing from so much of history. It might, it seemed like there was one woman who had a voice out and then her book was burned or she was burned at the stake or um, she was maybe shot at like Malala, you know, like all these women um, are marginalized. And I think it's gotten a lot better in the United States, but in other countries, it's still terrible and horrible and, you know, tragic, frankly. So here, yes, like let's bring women together so we can maybe be that example. And as maybe a woman group is reach out to other women, women's group. I have friends that go to, um, this is beautiful. I just want to share. She goes to Bangladesh and she brings, what are they called? Uh, the diva cups and, and whatever off brand, you know, because they are like shut away when they're on their period. They're like, you don't come out, you stay in this special place. You're not invited. Which on the one hand, if that was like celebratory and like, hey, relax, be calm. Cool. Right. right. Hamper you. <laughs> I like that. But um, this was like, you get out of society while you're bleeding. And it's like kind of offensive. <laughs> so anyways, just as we get together as women, we can make such big changes and it's happening and we want it to keep happening. <laughs> yes. I love that. It's like, even in just like the past year, women are standing up. I mean, we see with Roe v. Wade, like there are so many women who are out there protesting every weekend. They're out there with their signs, like, and even not just with Roe v. Wade, but like just other things like in the workplace, in the family unit, like women are standing up and speaking out. And I think a lot of men are really welcoming and want to lift women up too. Like, I just think it is our time. We're standing up and it's so powerful because we're all part of this movement together. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All people, all genders, you know, all countries, hopefully we're working on it. (laughs) Well, Holly, thank you so much for coming on. Is there anything else you want to add? Yeah. So I have a little kind of gifty. So it is a meditation and it just is a, um, you just listen to it and it's kind of like you get to go through on the meditation. It's a guided visualization just to bring some healing to people. And, um, so just wanted to give that. And I guess also, um, I want to share with you gals and listeners that I actually do live healings on my Instagram, whether that's, if you want it to be dream interpretation, or if you want it to be, um, this other work that I do, this forgiveness work, it's, um, free and it's 30 minutes. You can either watch it or you can participate with me. So, um, everyone is welcome. <laughs> you had me at forgiveness work. <laughs> I might have to take you up on that. <laughs> yeah. It moves mountains. <laughs> so do you want to share like your socials or if you have a website, like where can people find you so that they can find your these books, resources? Your podcasts, yes, everything. everything. <laughs> yes. Okay. So I think the easiest way to me is like Instagram. Okay. So holly.warnick on Instagram. And um, I'll send you that for the notes if that works. It's, um, yeah, got my, if you go to my link on there, it's got my books on there. It's got my coursework that goes with the dream journal and um all my other links to my podcast and so forth. I, um, let's see. And I also have a TikTok, which is just me being goofy and silly. And, um, I, yeah, I invite you to my podcast. That's where I'm real authentic and, hmm, maybe awkward sometimes, maybe cringy. I don't know. I think, I think my husband said to me once, he's like, that, that journal reading was a little bit cringy. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> probably was. <laughs> I <laughs> love it. real, apparently. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Like, I just think it's like being authentic. Yeah, I love it. I love listening. 
Oh, God, because I'm just like, I want people to be able to like be themselves. And I read those journals sometimes and I'm like, I'm pretty sure I was holding back here too. Like I was censoring this to like match what I thought I needed to be for uh, my religion, for me being a woman and so forth. But anyways, inviting people to be authentic, um, seeking truth, being playful, and I want people to be comfortable in their skin. So if that sounds good to listeners and viewers, um, come join me in my world and let's let's play. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. You guys heard her. Go. We will put everything in the show notes so people can easily find you. Thank you so much. Again, this was so fun. Yeah.